Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, April 25th, 2022. Well, as we get close to the end of reading through the Gospels and the way we're doing it chronologically this year, kind of reading through a harmony of the Gospels, the life of Christ— We see uh, an incredible Savior, a Savior who is merciful, a Savior who is a friend of sinners. But we also see a Savior that that cares deeply about holiness. And we do see uh, really the holy indignation of Jesus Christ at moments in the Gospels. And we will see there is nothing, nothing that gets Jesus more upset and, and gets the strongest language from Jesus than hypocrisy. God hates hypocrisy, always has. We're going to see it in our Old Testament reading today as well. But we see some of the strongest words that Jesus utters in the gospel about hypocrisy in our reading today. Uh, we see kind of the uh, this section where Jesus rebukes the scribes. He warns people about them. We looked at it yesterday from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Today, Matthew really extends. He gives the fullest picture of Jesus's comments today. And we look more at that at uh, Matthew 23, 16 through 39. And it's this series of woes. And you get a sense of it in verse 23, where he says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And you actually see that same exact sequence of words there at the beginning of verse 25, at the beginning of verse 27, and the beginning of verse 29, where woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And woe is a biblically strong word. It's a word of judgment, right? This is not, whoa, that was awesome. This is woe as in sorrow and judgment and bad things are coming upon you. And so we see uh, that as he speaks strongly about the scribes and the Pharisees. And that is where we need to now, 2,000 years later, understand something. Jesus Christ still hates hypocrisy and hypocrisy is still a big problem. And it might even be a problem for some people listening to this podcast right now. And so we need to consider the strength of Jesus's words about hypocrisy. And we would totally fail in thinking about this passage if we do not, at the very least, uh, examine our own hearts a little bit as we consider uh, our own hearts and, and what the problems might be in our own hearts that might lead us toward hypocrisy. And if we kind of think back to yesterday a little bit in our reading as well, if there's a couple things we could hi- just highlight about the Pharisees and the scribes that Jesus hated, it would be their showiness and their sin, right? And especially the combination of those two things that really um, brings about the anger of our 
Savior, right? Well, one is that aspect of their showiness, um, right? That they love the the best seats at the synagogues. And we see that back in verse six of Matthew 23. They love the places of honor. They love the titles that they get and they do things for show. Or verse 25, they clean the outside of the cup and the plate, right? And Jesus does not like that. And so I want you to ask yourself in your faith, are there ways that you are showy? And that sometimes is like, well, what does that mean? And especially if you have any responsibility of leadership or you teach the word of God, how can you know, well, am I doing this to be showy or am I doing this um, to honor God? Well, there's some things we should think through. I mean, one is, am I really trying to get people to look at me or am I trying to get people to look at God? Am I trying to get people to look at the scriptures? Uh, That is kind of a different thing. And then also sometimes if being showy, am I just being fake? Am I saying things that I don't mean? Am I saying things that I don't feel? Um, and I'm just doing it for, for show. And that's something clearly the Pharisees were doing. They were putting on a show. They were saying things that they did not mean, things that they did not feel. And that's something that we need to watch out for uh, as well. But it's not just the showiness. Specifically, it's the combination of showiness and sin. Look again there at verse 25. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate. So it's not just that they clean the outside, it's the problem, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Verse 27, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness, right? Uh, That it's that combination of you're putting on such a good show, but inside you are full of sin. And that's where, um, even just in my own ministry experience, I can see where Jesus is coming from because few things are more frustrating than people who come to church and they put on a show and they try to make sure everyone knows how godly they are or how much theology they know. But there is uh, so much sin and destruction in their lives. I mean, how many... uh, People in the church uh, will, you know, go on about how much theology they know, which again, fact check, that's a good thing to know your theology, but they'll try to make sure everybody knows how much they know. But then you go to their homes and it's a mess and it's chaotic and even it's dominated by anger and you're not seeing the fruit of the spirit. Guess what? There's a word for that. Hypocrisy. So even right now, are you coming to church and putting on a face and raising your hands in worship and talking about, oh man, have you read this book? And man, look at this first. But then if we were to go into your house, we would be, what's going on here? Why is this a war zone? Why is there chaos and anger and, and words that shouldn't be used going on at home? If that is, then what we need to do is we need to repent and we need to realize, hey, I need to make sure somebody knows that the show isn't real. I need to confess that sin to somebody. I need to be real as opposed to being a hypocrite. 
or we just think of uh, things like sexual sin and how it's easy in our world to be publicly so opposed to all that just uh, sexual immorality and nonsense that's out there in our culture while secretly on our own engaging in some kind of sexual sin. That is hypocrisy. God hates it. And so it's a need for us to check our own hearts uh, as we read this passage. We we want to heed the warning that Jesus is giving the Pharisees in our own lives. But one thing, just even as we continue to read the Bible, we're going to find that even some of the Pharisees and the scribes eventually put their faith in Jesus. And if you're feeling convicted, know that there is grace in God. Those who turn from their sin and forsake it and seek forgiveness in Jesus Christ will find it. They will find forgiveness. They will find cleansing. And so if you feel as if reading this chapter, you feel condemned as a hypocrite, know that there is forgiveness. There is hope for you to be found in the Savior as you confess your sin And you bring that to Jesus Christ and even reveal that to the right people in your life. You will find healing. You will find grace in our Savior. Now, as we look at Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44, and Luke 21, uh, verses 1 through 4, you see the story of this widow, the famous widow with her two mites. Uh, We don't have much time to comment on that, but what I would want you to see is how that is connected, I think, to this diatribe against the scribes and the Pharisees. Because what you see is they are giving hypocritically, giving big money, but it doesn't hurt them at all because they're manipulating people into getting big money where this widow offers a different picture of a real true faith and true religion. But also I think it is connected. This woman was being oppressed by this horrible spiritual system. And it's another way to see that hypocrisy of the scribes and the Pharisees. Now we're also going to see God's hatred of hypocrisy as we look at our Old Testament reading today, five chapters we went through in 1 Samuel 4 through 8. And you see the hypocrisy. We've already seen it really mostly in Eli's sons, but also to some extent in Eli himself as he did not, as God expected him to, restrain his sons. And so today you see even more hypocrisy as the Israelites who are not following God, they bring the Ark of the Covenant into their camp as some, you know, sacred good luck charm to give them victory over the Philistines. And even as we, we, we see that, we see that it was the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. So they seem to be involved in this Ark of the Covenant thing. They're the ones, it almost seems, leading the charge on this, yet they're the ones engaging in all kinds of sin as they seek to serve the Lord. And so there's this showiness of the Ark of the Covenant met with this sin that we don't really mean what we're doing. We don't actually trust in God And that leads here, we see God's anger as the army is destroyed, the Ark of the Covenant is uh, is taken, and even Eli dies uh, as he learns of what has happened. And so as we consider all of that, let that be another reminder of how God feels about hypocrisy. But that's where sometimes hypocrisy is something that we can get frustrated by. Um, You know, it's, it's one of the main objections that non-believers have to Christianity. And it's something, if you're genuinely following Christ, hypocrisy will get you upset too. But that's where 
We know that God is in control. And even that's that's one of the amazing stories here in 1 Samuel in chapter 5 and 6, uh, just as the Philistines capture the ark really because of the hypocrisy. Well, God's still undefeated, right? The Israelite army, not undefeated. God, he's still undefeated because you're going to try to put the ark of the covenant in this pagan temple. That false God is going to end up flat on his face before the ark of the covenant. So let that be an encouraging thing in a world filled with so much hypocrisy. In the end, God will not be mocked. He will be honored as God. Uh, And so that's an encouraging thing. At the end of our reading, we see the Israelites demanding a king. And we know that was not the right request. It was a rejection of God and trusting him to fight their battles. But we'll get more into the consequences of that and, and King Saul and the king that he turns out to be in the coming days. So uh, that's all for our reading today, but some strong words and some strong things for us to think about. May we check our own hearts. God, is there a showiness in my heart? Is there sin that just goes against the things that I say in in public, private, even secret things, God, that dishonor you? And may we bring those things into the light and find grace, find change and cleansing in Jesus Christ. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.